My name is Victor Kubik, President of the United Church of God. Welcome to another episode of the Inside United podcast. My guests this week are Louis and Lena Van Osdel. Louis is pastor of four congregations in some of the most densely populated territory in the United States, right here in the New York City, the greater New York City area. I'm staying with them at their home, at their apartment, where they live in Brooklyn. And I've had a very enjoyable stay here in mid-October and had the opportunity to visit one of their churches. Lewis pastors churches in Connecticut, in Queens, New York, which is one of the boroughs, as well as Manhattan, and a church in New Jersey. So welcome to Inside United. Hi. We're glad that you're able to, to come to Brooklyn. Now, they have served in many places in the world, but Brooklyn seems to be a place that is kind of the collection of all their experiences. I mean, you have such a diversity of people who are here. You walk on the streets, you hear the Russian language being spoken, you hear other languages being spoken. You feel like you're on the streets of Hong Kong in a way with all the little shops here and there. The sights and sounds of Brooklyn are not what you normally have. I'm sure that where I'm going to go back to will seem much, much quieter than this. But I've enjoyed this very, very much. So anyway, Louis, that's my little brief introduction. Uh, maybe fill in. Well, it's, it's definitely been quite an experience, you know, uh, in 2015, it was, I don't know, it was a, it was a pleasure to, to be asked to be in the training program and to have that experience of working with a pastor, a seasoned pastor for a year and learning so many things. Of course, that just lays the, the foundation. You learn a lot as you're, you're doing you know, and there's a there's kind of a difference between Huntsville, Alabama, and Lilongwe, Malawi, and we learned a lot in both places, and I think in in many ways, both experiences prepared us or helped to begin to prepare us for the work that we're doing here in New York City. Of course, you know, as I mentioned before, you learn a lot on the job. Well, one thing that uh, Lewis and Lena had both been involved in is that they had traveled to other parts of the world. I mean, I've heard them go, going to Sri Lanka a diff couple different times, and there were a few other places that you either served or went to the Feast of Tabernacles or head overseas. Well, a few years before we, we uh, were, at, were brought into the ministry, we actually lived in the Middle East. We lived in Jordan for a year from in, in 2008, 2009, and that was quite an experience. That was our first real uh, out-of-the-country long-term experience and it was it was something we really enjoyed that how long were you in jordan we were in jordan for a year and we we taught i taught in uh baccalaureate school and i taught design technology with some other teachers there and lena taught in a school for special education weren't you a speech therapist at one time too that's right uh right at the end of the our year in jordan i actually started applying for graduate school and I, we came back to to Ohio, and I got into graduate school, and I worked in some public schools in Ohio working as a speech therapist. Well, I know that when we were evaluating the people that we wanted for the ministerial program, and I think we chose six that year, six or seven people, and most of them are now pastors of, of churches. We were wondering how this speech therapist you know, would, would work out you know, in, in the ministry. Now, actually, in, in some ways, I knew a little bit more about Lena, because in 20, 
2010 or 2011 or so, maybe she can comment about this. I got to know her because we were looking for people to go and serve in Zambia for a program, for a camp, I believe what, what it was, or education. And uh, I asked, we wanted four people to go, and we, we four or five people to go there. And that's when I was introduced to Lena, and I said, we're looking for one more person. And I remember her saying, how about my husband? <laughs> Yeah, I had gone to Zambia the year before in 2010 um, as part of a youth corps project with um, two other ladies and a pastor, and we did leadership training and we taught computer skills and English skills. So when the opportunity came up for to go to Zambia again in 2011, uh, Lewis had just finished school and I was just starting grad school. Um, but the opportunity came up and we can't resist a good trip anywhere. <laughs> and I was excited to go back and rekindle some of those relationships. So when the opportunity presented itself, we both said, yeah, let's go, let's go to Zambia. And we spent two weeks there and we were able to travel, I think, to almost all of the congregations. Um, I think there were just two way up in the north that we we didn't manage to get to um but it was lovely to get to meet all of the brethren and meet um just see such a beautiful country to me organizing some of these things i get some of my biggest kicks and excitement when somebody else can get excited about the places i've been to so you started in alabama and how did you come to know about your going to malawi it was the, the 4th of July. We were visiting with some church members uh, in Alabama, and I, my phone rang. I had to climb out of the swimming pool. It's a hot, sunny day. And there it was, a phone call from Victor Kubik, the president of the church. I figured I better answer this. And lo and behold, he, you had some travel opportunities for us. What did I say? I can't remember hardly. Well, you talked about the, the need for uh, a pastor to come and, and uh, help lift up the, the brethren in Malawi, in Lilongwe, Malawi, help settle that congregation and uh, potentially provide some, some leadership training uh, and get them ready to, to be more independent. And it was a wonderful opportunity. The need was there. I couldn't say no. From the standpoint of our working there, and by our, I mean my wife and I, we have been involved with Malawi going back to the year 2000. That's the first year that I went to Malawi. We were building buildings, you know, and putting up various things. We built a clinic, you know, by that, by that time. But we really needed to have some very direct oversight. So how, how, did, uh, how were you met by the Malawians? We were welcomed wholeheartedly by the Malawians. They accepted us in as, as, their, as their own. Uh, they accepted me as the pastor there for that year, and I still maintain connections with the, those people to this day. It's a wonderful relationship, um, and it was you know, a wonderful experience. It was great. Bev and I were going to Malawi almost every year. We've probably gone there a dozen times and regard them as, as somewhat family. We ju they just grow on you. <laughs> and the fact that we haven't been able to go back now with pandemic for the past it would be three years. We kind of ache to get back there, particularly my wife who does a lot of the uh, organizing for the humanitarian projects. So how was your year in Malawi? It was good. It was, it was challenging in, in times. Um, Malawi is a beautiful, beautiful country with beautiful, beautiful people. 
Um, but it does have its challenges. Uh, you don't always have electricity. You don't always have water. Uh, you don't always have access to a lot of the things that you might typically have as somebody from the U.S. Um, so it had its challenges, but it was a wonderful experience, and I'm I'm so glad that we were able to be there and do that. I think one thing that Lewis and Lena did, they became an inspiration for others going over there. And everybody who's gone over has made a significant contribution to the development of, of that church through either their speaking, for their service, for their music, all pastoral type things. And we have appreciated them. And now we feel like the churches are sort of on their own. You know, they're caring for themselves. We have elders in the Lilongwe congregation, and they're managing well. They've even developed a, a church that sprung off from that uh, on property that we bought uh, and have established a community church very close to our elder, Kephas Chapamba. What were some of the most memorable uh, moments of your uh, living in uh, Malawi? Some of the most memorable were probably traveling to in, into villages to visit some of the brethren. There were some individuals who traveled great distances just to be able to come to services in you know in the dry season when the roads were passable. And uh, there was even a, a time where I got to travel over the border to Zambia through a, a road that was pretty much a dry creek bed, and, and uh, somehow our vehicle managed. Lila, what was the most memorable experience you had in Malawi? Can you think of one? My favorite experiences um, maybe isn't just one incident, because there were so many during that time, but just the relationships that I was able to build um, with the people there. I'm still close with a lot of people and, and maintain those relationships, and just being able to um, just know that you have family uh, across the world, it's tough because you miss them, but knowing that you can go somewhere and, and you have family there, that is probably the best experience. I, my wife and I marvel as to how diverse and different people are, but then we also marvel how the same people are. The, everybody wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be recognized. Everyone wants to be honored and respected, no matter what color, or what age group, or what economic status. Everybody has the same needs, and that's the one thing that's really been impressed upon us in working with people. Lewis, uh, here in New York, you have an area that's really spread out, even though it's one huge metropolitan area. It's hard to get around. You know, there's wide rivers, expensive toll bridges, <laughs> and everything to get around. I'd like to ask how you manage, and also how you're able to communicate with people. You've had started some novel ways of doing Bible studies and connecting with people. Yeah, so, I mean, getting around has its challenges, and most New Yorkers and, and people in New Jersey, Connecticut, they understand this. Um, you know, sometimes we ride the subway to go visit people. We try to, if we if we have to drive, we make sure we, we can find parking. Uh, there are some expenses that, that go along with things. Um, I try to, to communicate with as many people as I can all at once because sometimes it's hard to, to get out to see people consistently, especially over the past year and a half when some people weren't getting together or still aren't getting together. You know, I have email lists where I keep in touch with people. I, I communicate through WhatsApp. Uh, for a while, we were doing a Zoom um, fellowship, and we'd get everybody from all the congregations together if we could. 
I, I also have Bible studies. Every week I have a Bible study. It's now on Mondays. Uh, Monday nights, um, I, I get on YouTube and I have a subject matter and people are able to, to write in and ask questions or make comments, do a little bit of digital fellowshipping that way. And we go through the Bible, sometimes a chapter in, in the Bible, sometimes uh, over the course of several weeks, whole books of the Bible. And it's uh, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. It's, it's nice. And I do these Bible studies on location. Sometimes with, you know, city skyscrapers in the background or bridges or uh, the ocean, beaches. Uh, sometimes it gets kind of cold at night in the wintertime, but, uh, you know, I make do. I started wearing my hat and my coat and my scarf, making my wife and my mother proud. But it's, it's uh, my hope was that I could, I could show people some beautiful places in and around the city Sometimes they get to meet some of the, the brethren in the area on the Bible study, but also to if they can't get out of their, their homes, they can see places rather than just the wall in my office. Well, you've made me want to check into your next Bible study. <laughs> well, uh, if, if anybody is interested in joining us for the Bible studies, they're Mondays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can simply search for the local YouTube channel, UCGNYC. If you do a search, you can find it. And I go live Monday nights, 7.30. And if you have questions, you can contact me. He's actually encouraged other ministers to do the same, who actually I have been listening to their Bible studies who have done a very, very, very good job. Uh, Lena, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, about anything in particular yeah. <laughs> uh, regarding the um, New York area. If anybody ever wants to come visit the city, we're always happy to have visitors. We're really glad you came to visit us. And as you mentioned, I work with I do work with Good Works, and we have a deadline coming up for proposals. So if you have a really good idea, um, and it doesn't have to be international. We do a lot of international work. We've been doing relief aid um, in south asia uh india and sri lanka pakistan um those places during covid and we've done hurricane relief uh you should see a video uh in the next couple of months about some relief work we've done in the bahamas um but we don't just do international work we also can do things locally so if you have a good idea contact your pastor and pitch it to him and if he approves it Send in your proposals. The deadline is coming up at the end of November, November 30th. Yes. And 2021. 2020. Well, every year we have two deadlines, November 30th and then again, May 31st. So every year it's the same, 2021 this year, November 30th, but also next year it'll be the same. And if you have a great idea, pitch it and send us your proposal and I'll work with you on that. And um, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. I'd like to comment about that because Lena has been our coordinator for Good Works. That's the church's outreach arm. My wife and I started a nonprofit also that's a parachurch organization called LifeNets. And uh, we've been able to uh, get support from other nonprofits, from 
out other groups like Rotary and also from corporate matching funds, places that normally would not contribute to a church, but we've been able to work that way. But with Lena and knowing her and Lewis, uh, we've been able to work very, very harmoniously side by side. And I have really appreciated that because we're not competing. In fact, we're complementing each other. We check each other out as to what we're doing. And this project may be more in line with something for the church exactly. Another project may be more one for the public. And we do, like LifeNest, for example, does water projects, water wells, boreholes, they're called over there. And we also do scholarships. We do student scholarships. And normally, typically, every year we have about 100 students overseas going through higher education and sometimes even secondary education that we provide assistance to be able to get through this so that they have a hand up on life. And so we're able to help people who are the, what we call the vulnerable and the disadvantaged in the areas that we serve. Malawi, for example, is the fourth poorest country in the world. Lena has done a tremendous job with Good Works. She works together with a committee of young adults that uh, review the projects and give recommendations. And then we, with consensus, uh, uh, go forward with the recommendations that, that they make. Well, one, one thought that, you know, as we're, we're talking about, you know, the work that we're doing, uh, one thing that, that has crossed my mind when it comes to my work in the ministry in different countries, different places, uh, one thing that, that I always try to do is look for people to, to help out with, with doing things, with supporting themselves in the congregation, giving people opportunities to serve. And I think that's so important. You know, for both Lena and I, people have given us opportunities to serve. And it's allowed us a chance to step up, to learn new skills, to put to, to use the, the skills that God has given us. And I love seeing other people realize that they are capable and being given those opportunities. And, you know, you see some, some, uh, some people who you might not have thought would be capable of, you know, giving a sermonette, leading songs, uh, going and serving in their congregation, uh, supporting the, the widows, those who need help. Um, but once they've been given those opportunities, they open up, they, they thrive, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Because the, the things that we do to help people is not just to help them, but to start a culture of reaching out and lifting others up. Someday, in these countries, a greater work will be done as the kingdom of God comes to this world in service to people. Lena, any last words? I have found that being a part of the ministry, Lewis being a part of the ministry has been such a profound blessing. And one of the things that I find the most rewarding and the most important is to love each other. That's what God has called us to do is to love his people. And it's such a privilege to get to serve God's people and to go to different places and encourage that love, not just um, for each other, but for God. I'm just grateful that we have this opportunity to uh, facilitate that all over the world. Every place that we've been given the opportunity to be to love God's people is such a, an incredible um, privilege. It certainly has been, and it's been a real honor to know both of you. I have you are some of the most memorable people in my life, if you can believe that. Uh, you have traveled around the world, but you also have a very special interest in people. You work together as husband and wife very well, and you have experiences that other people 
just will never see in their life you know, overseas and also in the U.S. and the kind of city that you work in here. Well, we thank you very much for joining us here on Inside United. Please be sure to tell your friends about this podcast. We are on every week. We release this podcast on Thursday afternoons. If you'd like to write to us and have comments to any of us here, including Lewis and Lena, write to us at podcast at ucg.org podcast at ucg.org. You can find us on ucg.org website. On the main menu line, click on the podcast button. You can also find us through your favorite Apple or Android podcasting app. And also, we're on Spotify. Go to Spotify, look for podcasts, and search for Inside United. So thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate your listening. Come back soon for more. This is a production of the United Church of God. For more, visit ucg.org.